1: Jitto
2: Heads.
1: Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
2: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
1: Rush Hour is on the air. Rush,
2: Rush.
1: Now here's Bo Snurdly.
3: And welcome indeed. It is Tuesday. It is Rush Hour. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly with you here on WABC. My friend, 79 years ago. On this date, the fate of the world literally, quite literally, hung in the balance. Let's listen. Let's go back. Time machine. Audio time machine. And put yourself in a position of not knowing the outcome of whether your nation, indeed whether Western society, Western civilization, would survive as we listen to the message to the Allied forces from the Supreme Commander of the Allies, Dwight D. Eisenhower.
4: Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940-41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man to man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war. And placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking.
3: And with those words, the largest land, sea, and air invasion ever attempted in the history of man begun. So large that in fact, 79 years later, 79 years later, there has never on earth been an invasion force like this again. If you think of what it took, one hundred and fifty thousand infantry infantry troops alone, hundred and fifty thousand across the channel. There were over one million,
2: one and a half million soldiers and
3: support. Seven million tons of supplies. Seven not not 7 7 million tons of military supplies including 450,000 tons of ammunition and of course there was the deep fake operation that went on that was meant to divert the Germans headed by our own general Patton Operation Overlord Eleven thousand planes, five thousand ships and landing craft, fifty thousand fifty thousand vehicles,
2: two thousand five hundred and two American service men killed, forty five hundred. Well, forty-five,
3: fifteen Allied soldiers, including those Americans. Somewhere between 4,000 and 9,000 German soldiers were killed, and we took over 200,000 200, German
2: prisoners of war. What is the relevance of all that today? Why did I start with that today?
3: Anyone alive during that time period will tell you that in the days and weeks leading up to that invasion,
2: very often the cause appeared
3: hopeless. I listened to a Churchill speech this morning, the famous speech of his, where he vows to continue fighting on the beaches, on the lands, in the hills. and I also listened to the speech that he gave when Dunkirk
2: was being evacuated.
3: And during those moments, it seemed an impossible task. The world had never seen anything like the Blitzkrieg that Adolf Hitler's forces mounted. And if one were to go back and look at that period of time, there are so many parallels. Everybody saw it coming, but nobody would do anything about it. Well, not everybody saw it coming. Some people remained in ignorance, while people like Winston Churchill and others kept saying, hey, the Germans are rearming. The Germans are rearming. Do something. But the idea that you didn't want to engage these, who wants another war? Who wants to go to battle again? Who wants to do any of this? There was so much fatigue. After the end of World War One that nobody wanted to reengage. But yet you
2: had Churchill and others warning this is coming. There's going to be a battle, and we are woefully unprepared for it. Didn't happen. So what are the parallels today? For years, many of us on the right have been warning that unless
3: this unchecked cultural war is dealt with head-on, the consequences for the country and for Western civilization are going to be in peril. And if you think they're not, you're not paying attention to what's going on right now. They are in peril. Right now, if you have a conservative political outlook, you look and on every, everywhere you turn your head, there is turmoil. Everywhere you turn your head, you look at your faith in elections has been shattered.
2: Rightly or wrongly, the left will tell you, oh, everything is okay. You don't believe it.
3: If you look at what happens in our educational system, your faith in that institution the institutions of learning are shattered your faith in scientific progress in scientific honesty shattered because of what took place during the covid pandemic if you look inside to spiritual relief from the places that used to be the pillars the churches for many millions of people your faith there is shattered you've seen pedophilia, you've seen running amuck this unchecked hedonism among the very class, the priestly class that is supposed to be guiding humanity toward spiritual enlightenment. And they themselves have succumbed in many ways and then had it covered up
2: by the bureaucracy
3: of some of these institutions. So wait, your faith in that, shattered. If you walk the streets of certain cities in America, your your faith in the criminal justice system, in justice itself, that people will be held accountable
2: for what they do, is shattered. If you look at the economic system, your faith that there is
3: a real economy is shattered when you look at the $31 trillion of debt that this country is in with no way of paying it back. Many of you know that this is just a Ponzi scheme. It's a shell game. That there's nothing, no collateral whatsoever except the ability for the government to tax its citizens and the so-called full faith and credit of the federal government, which is questionable these days. So your faith that the economy is on a sound foundation
2: has been shattered. If you look inside
3: blue cities and you see especially, but not just blue cities, and you see criminals roaming the streets committing crimes, if you see this massive shoplifting organized crime that has taken over,
2: the brick-and-mortar big
3: box and small stores because of policy that says, we, the government, are not going to bother charging people with crimes if they steal less than, you fill in the blank, whether it's $1,000 here, or $800 here. It has led to a rampant, rampant increase in crime, and it appears to
2: be unchecked. And so, your your faith in the surety of law shattered. And so much like in 1941, people looked around and they saw government after government being toppled by these vicious, hateful, racist, whose ideology, by the way, mirrors that of Planned Parenthood founder who wanted to get rid of people because they were inferior.
3: That would be Margaret Sanger, eugenics. That is exactly what the Nazis adopted with their Aryan superiority deal that allowed them to mercilessly kill millions
2: of human beings in some of the most horrible ways imaginable, including having doctors butchering and experimenting on children. And tell me that you don't see that parallel before your eyes again today. It's very clear, but right now the butchering to children, is being done under the auspices that it's gender-affirming care. So you look
3: around, and many people are just at their wits end; They have no hope. What they're saying in so many words is, look, it's over for America. It's done. Our best days are not ahead of us any longer. Our best days are gone. It's over. And not just America, it's over in
2: Europe. It's over in Western civilization. Over. That's
3: why I played Dwight D. Eisenhower. What was the response to that? The response to all those voices that thought it was over. Civilization as they knew it was gone. Evil had
2: won. They mobilized,
3: and they put together the biggest mobilization in the history of Earth of people that were ready to give
2: their lives to stand up for what was right. And even going into battle, they weren't sure that they would be able to win. But
3: they did because of an extraordinary amount of courage and faith in themselves that has not been seen on the scale in humanity that it was displayed
2: on June 6th, that day.
3: Our own June 6th is coming, my friends, for the troubles that prevail us in this battle that we are engaged in with the left to see whether America as you know it as you knew it will survive James Golden, A.K. Snurley, the music that you hear behind you is that from screwed Gilberto who passed away yesterday her voice well it comes up after his voice this is not the version of the girl from Ipanema that most Americans were introduced to astrud with that was what Stan gets this is from her album Astrud Gilberto Finest Hour 800 848 WABC is the number to call us 800 848-WABC. This is the original Portuguese, by the way, that was written in. We welcome your calls.
0: 800-848-WABC. and she passes,
3: she
1: passes,
0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. By Anacool A N A C O O L on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.
1: The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto heads, attention bow scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: I was asked, by the voice that shall remain hidden, how old Estrude Gilberto was. She was 83 years old. Isley Brothers bring us back. Marvin Isley died on this day in 2010. He was the youngest member of the Isley Brothers, bass player. We had... My good friend Chris Jasper from the Isley Brothers on the program last year debuted a new song with us. And he talked about the three younger brothers of which Marvin was, it was Marvin, Ernie, and Chris that came into the group that invigorated them and gave them their second run. So just celebrating the life of Marvin Isley for a minute here on WABC along with the life of Astrud Gilberto. Governor Gazzam Newsom has taken his feud with Ron DeSantis, with DeSantis to new heights. I don't know how you could be. I, I don't know how in good conscience he could act. He is threatening Ron DeSantis with kidnapping charges. Yes, I know. Turn your head. What? Kidnapping. Oh yes, Mark Stein will not be with us today. We expect hopefully Mark will be back with us next week if possible.
2: Uh yes. Gazam Newsom wants to charge Ron DeSantis with
3: kidnapping. Why? Why, you ask? Well, because planes have been showing up in California with Migrants, as the left says they are, asylum
2: seekers who are not really seeking asylum.
3: He is citing state kidnapping laws while calling Ron DeSantis a small and pathetic man. He believes DeSantis is behind these flights into his sanctuary state. His sanctuary state. They have declared themselves an open sanctuary for illegal immigration. And yet, when two planes filled with, you know, 24, 48 illegal immigrants show up, all of a sudden he he's going to charge, O'Gasm is going to charge Ron DeSantis with kidnapping. Supposedly, he kidnapped these illegal
2: immigrants, put them on planes, and sent them to California. And if this is not one of the silliest, silliest, well, it was also. There's competition for the silly award. You also have to look at Karin jean Pia, the White House press secretary, who is lamenting the fact
3: that sending illegal immigrants into other states is straining the other states resources
2: this after the biden administration has let open borders bring
3: somewhere between four and six million people into america unchecked now she's concerned that shipping a few immigrants here and there is putting a strain
2: on resources. And these people go in front of cameras, go on social media with zero hesitation before they spout this silliness.
3: As if we, the American people, are so stupid that we can't see what is happening before
2: our very eyes.
3: We're going to head to the telephones. Let's start with Betty in New Jersey. Betty, welcome. You're on WABC. It is the Boston News Rush Hour. How are you, Betty?
2: Very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. I just had to call because your opening comments
5: were... So inspirational. I mean, it, it really hit home uh, with everything that's going on and the analogy of back then and what's happening today was sobering. And um, I wish I had recorded it because uh, I would love everyone to hear that. So thank you. I wanted to thank you for
3: that. Well, Betty, I thank you for your kind words. And it is recorded. You can find it on the WABC website, hopefully after the show um where we do put up what happens in the show most of the time is a podcast so you can hopefully find it there if you'd like to share it and i do thank you so much for those very very kind words igor in new york city welcome you're on wabc how are you
2: yes how
5: are you first of all i want to thank you for your program second of all for your knowledge of the music i grew up on this music I grew up on American culture. I came to this country in 1977 from Russia, that which was in uh, Soviet Union at that time. Right? I adjust to American culture. I adjust. I was an immigrant. I adjust to American culture, to American sports, to I want to be like you. Okay. Whatever. What, what I see these days, I don't want to adjust to immigrants. I don't want to adjust to everybody else. They should adjust to us, to our culture. I'm here 45 years. I'm too conservative, but I don't think
2: that's all it. Right,
3: your line is deteriorating, Igor, so I'm going to let you go there, but I'm just going to comment on what I heard you say, and I love what you said. You came here and you adjusted. I assimilated. I wanted to be you. I wanted to be an American. I wanted to be. I wanted to embrace this culture. And when people come here now, he said they need to be us. He has embraced it. He is speaking as an American, a proud American. And people should come here not to retain another culture, but to become part of this culture and contribute to this culture. And, folks, this is why,
2: in spite of all of the crises that exist,
3: this is why America is important. Because there are people like Igor who can come here from truly oppressed countries. And that is what the Soviet Union was. And that is what Russia still is, even though they are operating in some senses under the guise of capitalism. And yet, he recognizes the value of what we used to call the American dream. And he has become us. And he's urging other people to come here with the spirit of becoming us. That's amazing. Thank you for the call, Igor. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. WABC, 800-848-WABC's number to call. Coming back right after this. I met Gary. Gary U.S. Bonds, birthdays today. Gary. Out on Long Island. Happy birthday. WABC, Talk Radio 77, back in a moment.
1: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org Rush It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snertley on the Red Apple Podcast Network I've got a
3: song I ain't got no melody Billy Preston, who also left the mortal frame on this day in 2006, 59 59 years old, young man, often referred to as the fifth Beatle. The live performances, yeah, go back and you'll see Billy Preston.
4: The 5th Beatle, Billy Preston.
3: Attention music lovers, get ready for the concert event of the summer. The Happy Together Tour is hitting the stage at the prestigious NYCB Theater at Westbury this Saturday, June 10th. Right now, you have a chance to win a pair of tickets to go there. Experience the magic of legendary bands like the Turtles, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, the Association, the Vogues, the Cowsills. All in one unforgettable night. Win yourself a pair of tickets. All you have to do right now, be the seventh caller. 800-848-9222. Claim your chance to attend the Happy Together Tour this Saturday at the NYCB Theater at Westbury. That's right, go. Groove to the music. Embrace the nostalgia. Enjoy a night of pure entertainment. The Happy Together Tour awaits you. Don't wait another second. Dial right now. 800-848-9222. Be the seventh caller. For your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Happy Together Tour, time to make memories that will last a lifetime. You can call right now. Tickets, by the way. If you don't win the tickets, you can still go. Just visit LiveNation.com, LiveNation.com, and get yourself a pair of tickets. Let's go to Queens and Eric. Eric, welcome. You're on WABC, Talk Radio 77. How are you, Eric?
5: Good, Bo. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, So interesting, great opening opening, uh, monologue. Um, I'd like to add to that. My great uncle, who was the product of German immigrants, died in one of the uh, after invasions of uh, June 6th. So as you know, there were continuous invasions happening, continuous waves after June 6th. So on July 12th, at age 21, he succumbed to injuries in a mortar attack by the Germans. And again, you know, product of German immigrants. Okay, keep in mind, his parents, my great grandparents were German immigrants. And this shows the patriotism that he volunteered for the U.S. Army, went to fight against his own people, okay, to earn his stripes as an American. And I'm asking that the government call on all of these migrants coming across the border, ages 18 to 35, take up arms, ship them to Guam, train them, and ship them off to Ukraine. And let's see how many continue to come here. And if they want to earn their stripes like all of our ancestors did through thick and thin in in war, let them do it. And I would gladly love to see them get granted citizenship for them and their families.
3: Well, you know, we have a lot of immigrants already in the armed forces. And so what you're saying is not beyond the stretch. But I want to go back to what you're saying. One of my uh, workmates for many years, um, Brian Johnson, who was was Russia's uh, Florida engineer, Brian's uh, family had a remarkable story to tell. His dad never knew his father. His dad's father lost his life in the D-Day invasion of June sixth, And so he, he grew up never knowing who his dad was. Well, in a sense. But I guess he did know who he was in another sense. And there are so many stories of the heroism. People that now, look, we're at 79 years. Next year, this time, it will be 80 years, a lifetime since that happened. And it is so easy if you don't know history. It is so easy if you don't know your history as a country to just ignore
2: what has come before you? Anybody
3: that studies, really takes the time to study what took place in World War II, whether it be in the European theater or the Pacific theater, whether it be in those theaters or the, theory, the theaters that, where Rommel was fighting in Africa, or with it, it is astounding the level. The sheer level of war making that went on then. And it was astounding the repeated losses that the Allies took before they were able to
2: muster up the logistics
3: and the supplies. And part of that was American manufacturing. Once America got involved as a nation, we outmanufactured both what was going on in the Allied the the Axis powers, Germany, Italy, and also Japan. And we as a people came
2: together to do that. By the way, we have a winner for the tickets.
3: You can thank you very much if it wasn't you. We appreciate it. This was a tremendous victory, and it was a tremendous invasion that I said at the beginning has never been equaled, and in our lifetimes will never be equaled, because the technology has made it so that wars are no longer fought this way. This will most likely be a singular event in the history of the
2: world. There are still many
3: stories going on about the continuing troubles over at Target. I've been talking about those, but I'm going to hold some of those stories until later in the week. By the way, tomorrow, Larry Elder is due to be with us, presidential candidate. And then on Thursday, presidential candidate and former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, will join us if we're able to keep the schedule. So that's what you have to look forward to in coming days on Boston Rush Hour. Larry Elder will be here tomorrow. Former President Donald J. Trump with us on
2: Thursday. Donald Trump has unleashed. His lawyers met with Justice Department
3: lawyers for a little over two hours. One can gather how that meeting went by what Trump posted on Truth Social. He said the Marxists and fascists in the DOJ and FBI are going after me at a level and speed never seen before in our country. And I did nothing wrong. In another post, he says Joe Biden keeps thousands of documents in many locations, some illegally taken from skiffs while he was a senator, a big portion of which were classified. He didn't want to give them back and still doesn't. Nothing happens to him with the same reasonable prosecutor who correctly exonerated Mike Pence. I have a much different prosecutor, a Trump hater. And he's referring to Jack Smith, a DOJ special counsel. Now, there was a story,
2: I don't have it in front of me, I can find it. Do you remember, about a month or two back, maybe a little bit longer than that now, everyone was stunned
3: when a young child, young child, pre pre preteen, I believe the child was six years old, if I have it right, shot a teacher at school in Virginia. Remember that story? Well, the mother has been now brought up on federal charges,
2: and she's pleading guilty. She
3: made a deal with the government. She's pleading guilty. And you know one of the things that she's pleading to? I don't have the story in front of me, but I read it so I can just tell you the facts, because I have a good memory about these things. She's pleading guilty
2: because she lied on the application to get a gun.
3: She used marijuana, and she did not let that be known at the time that she purchased her gun. Now, think about this, ladies and gentlemen, for just one moment.
2: This is a federal prosecution. So, a few months ago, a few months ago, a few months ago, a woman's son goes into a classroom with a gun and shoots the teacher. We are all appalled. How can this be? What kind of mother is this? Well, after she's
3: charged by the municipalities, the federal government comes in and the federal government says, uh, uh, you're not through yet, miss. We want to know about this gun purchase.
2: At the time, you said
3: you weren't doing any drugs, and yet we've learned that you were doing marijuana. You were smoking marijuana. When you purchased this gun, and the application says no drugs. So guess what? You're going to either take a, a plea deal, or we're
2: throwing your behind in jail. And she copped. She took the plea deal. Two words, ladies and gentlemen. Two words. Hunter. Biden. This is
1: The Rush Hour with those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: Heavenly birthday today. Levi Stubbs, poor tops. Born on this date in
6: 1936.
3: Died in October of 2008. Holland, Dozier, and Holland, the songwriters on this one. And I better be right. I mean, this just sounds like a Holland, Dozier, Holland song to me. I didn't check the credits or anything. Hey, voice that remains uh, a hearless. No one can hear you. Can you just really Google that song, Bernadette, real quick and just nod if it is a Holland and Dozier, Holland song, please? There, in the meantime, is a news story that you're not going to, I bet, not hear anywhere else today. Because most people just wish this was over and would go away. I got the nod. Yes, it is a Holland, Holland, Dozier Holland song. Okay, here is this story. Thank you, voice. Um, Ernst Bill, that would defund Echo Health Alliance and other orgs that disregard the law. What are you talking about? Senator Jody Ernst, Joni, not Jody, Joni Ernst,
2: has come up with a bill that's going to be in the Senate to defund
3: Echo Health Alliance. Well, who are they? Never heard of Echo Health Alliance. Echo Health Alliance is one of these little groups that was working with the Wuhan lab. They got over 600 grand
2: to work on, you know, infectious diseases,
3: to research Corona viruses in the years leading up to the COVID-19 pandemic. And now, When people are asking questions,
2: this group that got 600 grand from the federal government is refusing to
3: cooperate, apparently. They are not being as forthcoming as certain senators would like, telling us all the details about their relationship
2: with the Wuhan lab where it is believed
3: the coronavirus emerged from. No one should be above the law, and those taking money from taxpayers have an obligation to justify why and how it was spent. Organizations should not be able to cherry-pick which laws they follow, especially not while operating on the taxpayer's dime. When, we, when they were reached for a comment, an Echo
2: Health Alliance spokesperson pushed back and
3: accused Jody Ernst, Joni Ernst, of targeting their group based on misinformation and faulty assumptions. The senator's claims about Echo Health Alliance's alleged failure to share information about the sub-awards to the Wuhan Institute of Virology are simply not true. We filed regular progress reports on the research, including the activities of Wuhan and the NIH, and were in regular contact with our NIAID program officers, they said.
2: So we'll see what comes of this, if anything.
3: Senator Rand Paul is also in the mix. More extortion going on in our nation's capital. Now an attorney for GOP megadonor Harlan Crowe is offering to meet with the Judiciary Committee staff. Democrats are still proceeding with their racist
2: attack on Clarence Thomas.
3: Crow's attorney, Michael Bopp, I love that name. What's your name? Michael Bopp. Michael Bopp has rebuffed the committee's demands
2: for information, but in a letter, he said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll meet with you guys. But he's letting them know,
3: and he has let them know in the past, that there are separation of powers concerns to reiterate and he reiterated those concerns monday he said to reiterate congress does not have the power to impose ethics standards on the supreme court it therefore cannot mount an investigation for the purpose of helping to craft such standards the committee may not also they may not pursue an investigation for the purpose of targeting and exposing private facts about an individual.
2: So this is all the Democrat Party-led never-ending attack on Justice Thomas.
3: Another article I will put to the side. If we have time, we will discuss it later in the week. companies that have embraced these social issues are now, some of them, having second thoughts. We return to the phones. Johnny in New Jersey, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, Snurley, how are you, Johnny?
6: I'm doing great, Bo. Thank you very much. I, I want to start by saying that there are things in the world that are greater than ourselves. And I, uh, my life has sort of been inclined with D-Day a little bit and the fact that I was born 20 years uh, later on the anniversary. And in 19, excuse me, in 2005, a girlfriend at the time was singing in a chorus that was doing a concert in, in remembrance of those who fell during World War II. And at that time, I met a man named Bud Lamel, who was one of the Rangers who took point to Hawk. was an incredibly kind man and... and a well, uh, well-to-do well lawyer at the time. He was retired. And then in 1985, on my birthday, my grandpa Jim, who's one of his greatest regrets in life was that he was 4-H during World War II, took me down to Philly to meet a buddy of his who we would only call Wild Bill. And it turned out to be Bill Guarnier of the uh, Band of Brothers fame. And at the time, of course, nobody really knew who he was. And he was incredibly interesting guy with amazing stories. But the thing that these two gentlemen had, Bill Guarnier, who was the typical Italian from South Philly, and Bud Lamel, who was a well-to-do lawyer, they were very different people, but they both understood the power of what they had to do in the world, and that was beyond them. I think if more people in America today were less interested in how far they could get individually and a little bit more interested in how far we can go for our country, we'd be in a better place than we are now.
3: Thank you, Johnny. There is a call I wanted to get to who is reminding us that Dwight D. Eisenhower's Mike from Middletown wrote two notes. One, you heard the speech delivered, we played at the top of the hour. The other was a note in case we lost. And he was going to take the blame for the failure of the D Day operation. Thankfully, he never had to read that note. That's it for today. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and loved ones. I have love and gratitude each day you're here with me. Thank you. God willing, back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, on WABC Talk Radio 77. And we'll see you then. Bye.